don't know about you, but when um, I was a young person, we used to have um, various youth group games that we used to play. And one of them that we used to play was wrapping uh, someone in toilet paper, uh, rather like uh, a mummy, like an Egyptian mummy. Of course, in these days of COVID-19, using toilet roll for this purpose would seem a ridiculous waste at best and an abhorrent insult at worst. But the game was often used to illustrate this encounter with Jesus and Lazarus. Because over the last few weeks, we've had a few um, encounters with Jesus, haven't we? A few weeks ago, we looked at the story of Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night and asking him all about who he was and wanting to find out more. And that glorious verse, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then some words of life also shared with the woman at the well. A beautiful encounter uh, with this woman, all on her own, isolated from her community. And Jesus brings light and hope uh, into the midst of her darkness. And last week we saw Jesus at the cross with his mother looking on and the disciple whom he loved, which we assume is, is John, who wrote John's Gospel. And an intimate encounter with Jesus wanting uh, to provide for his mother, even in his most painful point uh, of being near death, and wanting to provide for his friend as well. And so he brought those two people together. Today in our Gospel reading, we have various encounters uh, with Jesus and things that I think we can learn as a result. I didn't read the whole of uh, the gospel that was set for today but you can do that in your own time and I encourage you uh, to do so and we it is in John's uh, gospel and it's chapter uh, 11 uh, so do please turn with me to that because the first person I want to speak to uh, speak about uh, and his encounter with Jesus in this story is the uh, disciple Thomas and Thomas um, is uh, renowned, isn't he, in the, uh, the scriptures uh, for being the one who doubts uh, after Jesus' death and, and doubts the resurrection. He said, I won't believe until I get to put my hands in his side and my fingers in the nail holes in his hand. But actually here we see a different side to Thomas. Partway through this story, when uh, Jesus is talking about going back uh, to Bethany, to see Lazarus and his family, or to see his family and, uh, and, and uh, to see where uh, Lazarus is. Uh, his disciples warn him against it because they said this is a dangerous place. The plot has started to gather around Jesus and uh, they've, he's already been almost chased away. But here uh, he's asking to go back. And Thomas is the one who speaks faith into this situation. He says to the rest of the disciples, let us go also with him, that we may die with him. This is a very different Thomas, characteristic of Thomas, than what we see when we remember him doubting. We see that he's willing uh, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, even to go to the point of death for him. And of course, this week uh, we've seen uh, lots of uh, heroic volunteers sign up uh, to the NHS, willing to go that extra mile for those who are struggling, those who are isolated during this time of coronavirus. And also, I don't know whether you joined in on Thursday evening, it was uh, with the clapping for the NHS, showing our appreciation for those who are uh, putting themselves out there on a day-by-day -day basis, uh, doing their best 
uh, the NHS to try and alleviate the suffering of those who are infected, uh, but also uh, working uh, to help all those who uh, are ill at, at this time. And so we wanted, uh, as a nation, to show our appreciation for that, and it was great uh, to do that. People who were willing uh, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and show care uh, and attention. Uh, and so I do hope you joined in with that on Thursday. We, we certainly did here. So the first encounter with Jesus is Thomas, and of course he follows uh, after Jesus' footsteps, willing to go with him, uh, even if uh, that involves risk. And the second two people that, um, of course, encounter Jesus is Mary and Martha, whose brother has died in this story. And uh, one of the things they say to him, they both say this to him at separate occasions in the story, is, Jesus, if only you had been here, if only you had been here, this needn't have happened. Of course, lots of people at this point in the story have seen Jesus perform amazing miracles and do amazing things. And Mary and Martha have called for Jesus and said that he's ill and Jesus hasn't come to visit for whatever reason. Uh, and I think it's because he wanted to show this greater miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. But of course, I don't think their belief system at that time even entertains the idea that Jesus could raise the dead. And so when Jesus turns up to see Mary and Martha, they both say to him, Lord, if only you had been here this wouldn't have happened. And I've heard that so many times in pastoral conversations with people. If only you had been present in my situation. Why wasn't God there when? And you can fill in your own blanks for times of suffering that you've been through. Why wasn't God there when I lost my job? Why wasn't God there when I got sick? Why wasn't God there when I lost my loved one? But of course, in this story, Jesus is not immune from pain and suffering himself. He's not devoid of compassion either. Two words that show this so powerfully are that short verse. Jesus wept. Jesus gathers at the, friend, the tomb of his friend Lazarus with his other friends. And he's moved with compassion. And I'm sure that in these moments, when we are isolated in our homes, suffering, some of us will be infected, some of us will be ill. And there are those, of course, in hospital who are really ill, and even those who are dying as well. But Jesus is not immune uh, from suffering, and he's not immune from, uh, not devoid of compassion. And I'm sure in these moments, uh, that this image of Jesus weeping over his friend Lazarus, is one that might sustain us in the dark days, to know that Jesus stands alongside us, weeping, but also caring deeply about our suffering and our plight. But of course, Jesus is not also devoid of power either. And the third encounter that he has is with Lazarus. Lazarus is absolutely powerless to do anything or say anything to Jesus. He's been in a tomb for four days, dead. And yet this is not the end of the story for Lazarus. Jesus asks for the stone to be lifted, literally to be lifted, as he lifts his eyes to heaven and prays that powerful prayer and then calls Lazarus out from the tomb. And we see Lazarus in the story, wrapped almost like he is in toilet paper in his grave clothes and he comes out of the tomb and is alive again, pointing, of course, in two weeks' time, we're going to be celebrating Jesus' resurrection, his own resurrection from the dead. 
And this story points so powerfully and so clearly uh, to what Jesus is capable of doing and adds validity to the fact that Jesus himself uh, came back from the dead. And so as we reflect on this story this morning, let's think about those encounters with Thomas, um, someone who was willing to follow Jesus, put, him, put his own life at risk in order to follow Jesus. Let's be those disciples willing, albeit in a safe environment, but let's be willing uh, to put ourselves on the line uh, for Jesus' sake. Of course, when we have those moments of doubt like Mary and Martha, Lord, if you only you had been here, then of course, uh, Jesus stands alongside us, uh, weeping, but with compassion, but also he has that amazing power. So let's be people of faith, looking for Jesus' resurrection hope in our lives and being able to offer that resurrection hope uh, to others. Amen.